This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, September 30th, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, how an Australian union won protection for public service workers, gender activism and climate change, the Labour Start report about union events and singing... This is Radio Labour. Privatisation just doesn't work. That is Maddie Norton. Ms Norton is the Regional Director of the Australian Capital Territory Section of the country's Community and Public Sector Union, the CPSU. The section, which operates under its acronym ACT, is centred around the Australian capital of Canberra. In a recent webinar, she described how a successful ACT campaign to protect public services was conducted. This has been a really long-standing campaign, um, but I'm not going to even say it was the CPSU. It was actually, this stemmed from Public Service International People's Inquiry into Privatisation all the way back in 2017, uh, which did a bit of a road trip all around Australia, talking to uh, unions, the community sector, anyone who was interested in coming along. Um, and unsurprisingly, it found that privatisation just doesn't work. Uh, from here, the CPSU, uh, actually our, our former political lead, Karen Atherton, she came to me one day and she said, I really think this is something, the findings of the People's Inquiry into Privatisation is something that the CPSU should put into action. And I think the ACT government will be the place to do it. So we thought, okay, big job, but we'll we'll give it a go. And um, and so we started doing our campaign plan. Uh, and we are lucky in that um, we have both a fantastic membership here in the ACT government, and we also have um, a long-term Labor pro-worker government as well, which really helped move things along, particularly when uh, our in- industrial, uh, any movement on the industrial side of things has been uh, really dampened in the past 10 years because we've had a conservative government at the federal level. So we're able to find a local, uh, you know, territory government where we could actually do this. So back in July uh, 2020, we officially launched the Public Services in Public Hands campaign. There was a, uh, a territory election in October or November 2020, and we got members involved. So it wasn't just us at the union running it. You know, we were doing petitions. We were getting our members uh, who were affected uh, going and meeting with ministers and backbenchers to talk about the impact that this would have on their work and the quality of work that could be delivered if uh, all these services that over generations have been outsourced to the private sector, not not for profits, NGOs, uh, if they were done by the government uh, with you know, everything that comes along with that. So a better service delivery, but also we know that government jobs, uh, generally speaking, have much better pay-in conditions than uh, doing the equivalent work in the private sector or the NGO sector. Uh, so from July uh, all the way through the end of the year, we ran a, um, a really big uh, election campaign 
trying to pressure the ACT government into committing to an insourcing framework. And it was in support of candidates who said that they would be standing up for public services and secure jobs. Uh, there was no way we were going to be campaigning for anyone who didn't agree to that agenda. So just prior to the election, we had a win. The ACT Labor uh, committed to protecting our public services to make sure that they stay in public hands. Now, it's fantastic to get that commitment, but there was still more work to do because uh, while ACT Labor is in government, we are now sharing government with uh, the ACT Greens Party. And I think most of you in your countries have a Greens Party, same sort of thing here. Uh, which meant there had to be a parliamentary govern governing agreement between both parties. Uh, and thankfully, we had good people at the table from the Labor Party who managed to include commitment to legislate to prevent the outsourcing or privatisation of public sector jobs and implement, implement a whole of government policy that government services will not be contracted out where they could be performed by public servants. What we have is a commitment for legislation to be in place by the end of 2022. One of the ways climate change activism can be encouraged is to promote the connection between climate and gender. That is the central message in a campaign being conducted by Education International, EI, is the Global Union Federation for Teachers and Other Education Workers. It represents more than 30 million union members in 172 countries. A recent EI webinar presented the work of women climate change activists in Uganda. Here is one of the webinar's participants. My name is Vanessa Nakate. I am a climate justice activist from Uganda with the Rise Up Movement and Fridays for Future, and I'm also the author of A Bigger Picture. When I started the climate strikes in Uganda, most of the times I was doing these strikes by myself. And then I started to reach out to different schools to be able to speak to students and to tell them about the, the importance of protecting our environment and the role that the young people have in ensuring that we have a safe and healthy planet for all of us. I also started to speak to my friends that I had gone to school with about the climate movement and asking them to join the movement and start striking for the climate. I remember in the beginning, many of them were hesitant to join the movement because we were just finishing university and we were 21, 22, 23, and many of my friends felt like the movement was only for teenagers at that time mm -hmm. in 2019. So I remember suggesting that we call ourselves Youth for Future. So that is when we, we made the first group and we were calling ourselves Youth for Future from Uganda. And we started to strike together and organize together and reach out to schools together. But now we changed our name to the Rise Up Movement in 2020. And what we are doing in Rise Up Movement is you know, reaching out to different people in schools and communities and carrying out climate education and also you know, running a number of projects you know, like the installation of solar panels and eco-friendly cookstoves mm -hmm. in schools in Uganda, uh, providing um, 
fruit trees and planting fruit trees in households uh, in different parts of Uganda, a project that is led by one of the activists, Evelyn Acham. And also a project that ensures that girls and young women who have not been able to finish school are able to receive skills that can help them live more healthy lives and more sustainable lives. And this is a project, Girl on the Move, that is led by Isaac Sentumbe, also an activist within the Rise Up movement. And the other thing that we do as the Rise Up movement is to ensure that activists from the most affected areas have their voices amplified, especially from the African continent. We know how Africa is suffering some of the worst impacts of the climate crisis. So some of the things that we do is to try and find opportunities for platforms or interviews for activists to be able to speak and tell their stories. We believe that every activist has a story to tell and every story has a solution to give and every solution has a life to change. Here with his report about union events is Labour Story correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the International Labor Organization's call for a revitalized global labor movement, the persecution of journalists covering the anti-hijab protests in Iran, just as Iranian oil workers threatened to strike in support of those same protests, and how trade unions in Haiti are somehow managing to continue to organize workers in the struggle for basic labor rights and an improved standard of living despite the chaos in that country. We also carried news of the hostile environment for unions at Botswana Post, an increase in the minimum wage for garment workers in Cambodia, and the bleak analysis of the Zimbabwean economy just released by unions there. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items about the struggles of women taxi drivers in Lesotho, the participation of Palestinian workers in the first-ever conference of Arab women trade unionists, and renewed efforts by Irish trade unions to accurately gauge and to reduce the gender pay gap in that country. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week includes coverage of a new coordinated workplace safety campaign by textile unions in Morocco, Jordan, Tunisia, Egypt, and Palestine. We also covered the successful end of a safety strike by oil workers in Argentina and reports that safety regulations limiting workers' exposure to high outdoor temperatures are not being enforced in the United States. We also had coverage of an innovative solidarity action by First Union in New Zealand. The union is handing out free hot dogs topped with kimchi to truck drivers. The action is meant not only to build solidarity with South Korean truckers in their safety strike, but to build awareness of safety issues, particularly fatigue, amongst First Union members. Our current photo of the week is of Portuguese transport workers who, like millions around the world, are striking for a wage increase that at least matches the rising rate of inflation. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Australia's Victorian Trade Union Choir with You Knew, Grandpa, You Knew. Now global warming isn't you. The years you wasted were too plenty. You left the problem up to who? You knew a world would 
trouble as your emissions grew and grew. You said it's only froth and bubble, but did you really have a clue? You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa, so tell me what did you do? Tell me what you do. You knew, Grandma, you knew, Grandma, so tell me what did you do? Now hear our song from 2030, we hope it's getting through to you. Why did your pal stay so dirty? How come you didn't just renew? You left your museum to above us, while you just flew and flew and flew. You chose a funny way to love us, to leave a greenhouse warming brew. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa, so tell me what did you tell me what you do? You knew, Grandma, you knew, Grandma, so tell me what did you do? Now hear our song from 2014. Sit up and listen to our view. That you were selfish and were naughty. To leave a world in such a stew. You knew the temperature was rising. You hoped that it might stop at two. It's more, and so it's not surprising that we can put the blame on you. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa. So tell me what did you do? Tell me what you do. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa. So tell me what did you do? You knew this home was not the future. Clean gas and oxymoron too. You had a lovely life to suit ya. And never wanted to say, whoa! You knew you really couldn't hack it to make the change when it was due. And now it's gonna cost a packet to fix what you neglected to. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa, so tell me what did you do? Tell me what you do. You knew, Grandpa, you knew, Grandpa, so tell me what did you do? And that's it. Labour news you can use. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.